it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies, and you are listening to the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. And I am really excited about our guest. She is going to be coaching our fabulous women in Facebook, and I couldn't be more delighted. V Roberts, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Very excited so, to be here. We are so excited. I am so excited that you're here. We met at uh, the Digital Women Awards, and you were up for one of the awards. Tell us about the award you were up for. Actually, I was there supporting Lucy, but I have been up for other awards. Uh, I'm actually a 16 award winning um, entrepreneur. And um, yeah, so I wasn't actually there for an award, but I, I was supporting other people and cheering others on, which is how you and I met. Yeah, you have such great energy. In fact, when I met you, you were talking to one of our students, Tuha Wright, who is a Google um, expert. And uh, I just, you know, she's awesome. You're awesome. So we hit it off. Uh, and you are so knowledgeable about social media in general, but um, also particularly in Facebook, which is why for our Facebook trends post, I wanted to bring you on and uh, talk to you about the trends in 2022. So in 2021, we said live video was where it's at. Uh, and I think it still is there. Um, and we're doing a live video right now as we record this podcast um, so that people can join us and participate in the conversation. What things have you seen? I mean, uh, on the ad side, it sort of imploded, I think, in 2021. It, uh, it was a really uh, interesting time period to have been someone who was doing ads in 2019 and 2020, and then suddenly a huge shift in 2021 with the iOS changes. What's your What's your thought on the trends in 2022? I think a lot more people will be using Facebook Shop and obviously the e-commerce capabilities integrating the platforms. Um, I'm also aware that a lot more business owners are actually benefiting from the integration between Instagram and Facebook. So a lot more people are using the scheduling side of Facebook, which is obviously you can schedule your stories, you can schedule your um, posts as well, and you can also schedule directly to Instagram. So that is definitely something I think a lot more people will be taking up because of the time poor um, business owners that really do need to get more done. But with the shop facility, the audio rollout, um, I definitely think that's going to be a way forward with Facebook obviously now competing, if you like, with other platforms such as Clubhouse. Um, most of us have got now access to the audio facility on personal profiles, but there will definitely be moves to um, be doing that a lot more across the business platforms as well. And I believe a lot more people are going to be conscious of how they can use the shopping side with a lot more people doing the digital side of, you know, um, selling their products and services, a lot more courses coming out and so on. What about the great exit that seems to be happening from uh, people who are running communities on Facebook and wanting to look elsewhere? I mean, it's, it does seem like groups are starting to move off of Facebook. Do you think that's going to continue or will people continue to use Facebook as their community? I think it will continue. And I definitely feel that there has been a massive shift, especially with you know other platforms that are using audio. But I do feel that with Facebook, as with all the other social media platforms, it's either for you or it isn't. And I feel that more people have actually um, been exposed to other platforms now. And there will be some that are still very you know protective of their groups. And there'll be others that will want to explore other platforms and even other, um, you know, the, the course builders so kajabi and other well i shouldn't really mention them by name but other platforms that you can use to build membership groups they actually have the capacity to build groups within them so it's yeah. not just you know facebook groups moving to you know let's say for example linkedin groups or you know other online communities where you can have a small group it is about you know um exploring other options and there are membership sites now where you can do that as a function but i do feel a lot of people that have been used to groups 
will continue with the group unless they see that for whatever reason the engagement's gone down and even then there are still other ways that you can keep your group engaged you know especially if you tie it in with email marketing or you have you know you can badge you know members of your group and have them sort of championing the group and keeping the group motivated with different activities uh, rather than what we've seen in the past there's a lot of new features coming out yeah that's great well let's talk about some of the new features coming out and and how people might use them uh, of course, you've got face. You've got your own personal Facebook profile, which everyone has. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the page. And a lot of people get confused when they're first starting out on Facebook. They don't realize they can't use their personal profile as their business page, but they really need to set up a business page. Yes. Uh, and they can cross share. You can share from your business page to your personal profile, um, and it's it's a great thing to do, especially when you're just building up your network. Um, yeah. And you can still invite your friends and family to like your page to get it off the ground. You can yeah. still invite people who like uh, and react to your posts to like your page, which is a great way of growing your uh, your page because Facebook pages are somewhat tricky to grow organically unless you have really shareable content. And I think shareable content is still uh, valid in 2022. You know, we've also got uh, in addition to Facebook pages we've, and the profile, we've also got groups. What are some of the other features that are that have come out and that are coming out um, in the next well, year? Well, I believe that with Facebook, I don't know necessarily that it's a new feature. In fact, it isn't a new feature, but with the events, you can use events, promote events, and you can also comment on other pages as your business page, which is a very underutilized um, tactic. So for anyone watching that wants to kind of increase visibility, you can go onto another business page and you know change your profile. If you're viewing it as your profile, you can view it as your page if the two are interlinked and actually comment as your business page on another business page, which then increases the visibility of your business page. Um, and you know, using features such as sharing from your business page to your stories, and and of course, you know, just making sure your page is up to date generally with your information um, and all of your contact details and things like reviews, etc., and promoting those things rather than just having it as a stationary page will really help people um, much more than it has done in the past. I think a lot of us have just set the page up and left it and then shown up as and when we've got something to promote. But actually, if you maintain the momentum on the page and um, you know start looking at features like the blue button, making sure that's updated, making sure that you've actually utilized other se sections of your page and making sure it's set up as a shop if it's a shop you know making sure all of the tabs are ordered in the right way according to your audience um then you'll be able to get much more of a better experience a lot of people literally just set the page up post non-stop churn out content and they don't actually look at the other features some of which you've explored yeah no that's a really great point i think we talk a lot i mean we have a superhero boot camp that uh, people can now do self-paced. It used to be a live a superhero bootcamp, but now so many people can just do anytime they want. And one of the things we talk about is consistency. You know, it's that um, really that important factor of it's, it, you're better off posting once a week for seven weeks than you are seven days in a row and then ghosting for six weeks. And Absolutely. for those of you who might be new to the word ghosting, uh, it just means you disappear. You know, you post and then you disappear. And we, you know, we we really discourage that because it's important for people to um, to have that the algorithm to have the consistency. Um, another thing that I think, and I, I know you're going to agree with me on this, but I want to give you the opportunity to disagree if you choose so. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I notice whenever I sort of do a quick audit of someone's Inst um, Instagram or Facebook account, and they're selling a product or a service, um, they will typically put a lot of pictures of that product or that service. 
but they, uh, and they'll wonder why they're not getting a lot of engagement. And then, you know, if you look through their feed, both on Instagram or Facebook, you look through their past posts, you'll see any post where they have their picture or there's a live video uh, or there's a video it and it has their face on it and their voice and their story. It will get so much more engagement and reaction and comment, it, you know, commenting on it than it will if it's just a you know, post of a cake or a post of a flower or a post of a dog, like it does tend to, to really get better reaction. So I, what I tend to say to people is, look, if your Facebook page isn't getting engagement, look at the historical posts and look at which ones got more engagement, do more of Absolutely. those, do less of the other ones. But putting your face on social media and really connecting with your audience, this is something you do really well, but it's very important. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. I mean, I think personally, from my own experience, I've been in business now for nine years this year. And when I first started my business, I didn't want to show my face at all. I was actually quite face conscious because I know I've got really big protruding eyes and a gap tooth that I used to get teased about when I was at primary school. And that kind of stuck with me for a while. And then I realized that actually for me to come out of my shell and actually be engaging with people online, I need to be doing more of what works. Right. And so I realized that when I did show my face, when I did actually share who I was, um, and, you know, come from behind the computer, come from behind the quotes, you know, people really did engage much more. And I think most business owners realize that when they just dip their toe in the water a little bit, they do see statistically, if anyone uses their analytics, which I do really encourage, they will see there is a much higher engagement, even if people don't actually click on the link, even if they don't click like, even if they don't comment, you will see that there is much more engagement on the post where there is a face showing, even if it's not yours. So I often share with business owners that I work with that by sharing your own face or by sharing um, your, your users, your customers' faces, by sharing um, images, even if it's of your hand with a voiceover, there are many ways that you can humanize your brand. And I think a lot of us will probably adapt to those ways this year. I've seen a lot more um, gurus online talking about how you can come out from behind the screen, um, something I've been talking about for a very long time because many of my clients, uh, in fact, some of my most successful clients don't even show their face on, on screen, but there's ways around that. There are almost like loopholes in the, in the live um, video arena. So when you're using live video, when you're doing posts on Facebook, I would always recommend to show your face if you can or the face of someone else that represents your brand and not stock photos, actually, not pictures of people that are staged, but real people. So if that means asking people to send you through images or videos of them using your products and services, yes, I'd recommend that as an alternative to showing your face. But also, if you don't want to use your face, that's okay. Because as you were saying, you know, I think, well, as I would say as well, readiness is really important. And if you're not comfortable or ready to show your face, that will actually convey in anything you promote. So if it's a picture of you, you might find yourself looking a little bit awkward if you're not comfortable showing up, you know, and the same with live video. So whilst we know, you know, being in the social media industry that these things are encouraged, my thing is that actually if you if you really don't feel comfortable, don't do it until you're ready. But you'll definitely see um, as my clients have a massive, you know, transformation in terms of results, if you have actually taken the time to um, to, to, to show your face you'll see, and you see on the analytics as well, it, it does actually show that um, people will engage more if you if you do personalize the brand. Yeah, absolutely. It always does. And I'm with you. You have to look at your analytics and so many people don't do that. And it's just yeah. essential. You know, it's one thing to set a plan. Uh, it's another thing to execute that plan. And then it's another thing to reflect back on that plan and say, did it work? Did it not work? And that's why we have in our social media management certification, yeah. 
we have steps where you create a plan, you execute that plan, you pre-schedule that plan, and then you report on the results. And really it's about getting people to really be consistent, to really think about their messaging, to get themselves out there. I agree with you that you should wait. I think until you're ready. But I also think that you need a tool to get ready. And, you know, one of the things we do at Tech Pixies, we have something called a brain priming workshop. Uh, and we really talk about what's the situation that's causing you to have thoughts and emotions that are stopping you from moving forwards. And that's a big part of what we do at Tech Pixies. It's not just about let's learn about Facebook. It's actually let's learn about the blocks that people face when they go to go live on Facebook. And one of the things we used to do in our live superhero bootcamp, which we still encourage people to do on their own in their own channels and feeds through our self-paced superhero bootcamp is to do a live video and to do it scared, to have the crazy heartbeat. And, you know, what we know is, you know, if you, I mean, my, I don't know if you know Jennifer Allwood. I love her book, Fear is Not the Boss of You. She has a quote in there that says, confidence comes from doing something that you've never done before and realizing you didn't die. You yes. know, and I say that to a lot of people, like you can always delete the live, right? You can always delete the live. But there's, you know, there's top tips for doing lives. You know, having good lighting makes a big difference. I mean, I've got a big light here that's reflecting on me. Um, the other thing is a perma smile, bringing energy. I mean, Amy Porterfield taught me that, that it's really important to bring energy because you're entertaining people, right? People, exactly. they are choosing whether or not they want to watch you. So if you don't bring any energy to the room, they're not going to stay and watch. And then the yeah. third thing, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's energy and it's, uh, it's the lighting. And then it's just having something to say, and you can do something in a short two minute burst. You can have notes, you know, you can do anything that'll make you feel comfortable. I, I would definitely say, you know, in our, in our neuro coaching brain priming side of tech pixies, uh, anything that you have a repeated thought about um, can be changed. And so, you know, if you can identify what the thought is, uh, then you can usually identify what the belief is that's causing you to not take action. Yeah. And then we can change it. We can reframe it, you know? And it's so interesting how you, you talked about um, what stopped you from going live because uh, when I see you, I see this absolutely beautiful, stunning woman and the energy that radiates from you is en enormous. And uh, you had when I met you, you, I mean, I had to dress up today just because so, I knew you were going to be dressed up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, OK, I got to get good earrings on. And I got to do my, you know, but it's I met you and you were just, you know, you had these you know, amazing earrings just like you do now. And you had this presence and this this um, this beautiful presence. And. And I think what we what we do as women, and there's a great Dove commercial. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but if you go look it up, it's a Dove commercial where they have a forensic artist. Um, so they have women meet in a room, and then they have uh, they come they come in, and the forensic artist says, "Okay, describe to me the person you just met." And then the person they describe the person, and then that the actual person comes in, and the forensic artist says, "Okay, describe to me what you look like," and he draws the person as they describe themselves. And when they put the two pictures up next to each other on in the wall in the gallery the picture of the self description is n not very attractive but the picture of the version that the person said of the other person you know the the, the stranger the total stranger's version of that person is beautiful and it's really interesting how we see ourselves so differently so a huge part of what we do here is reframe that you know and reframe and wake up every day and look at ourselves in the mirror and go gosh look at that amazing body and gosh look at what i did and just really kind of helping women to see themselves for the beautiful woman they are because every single woman who's listening to this right now is beautiful inside and out and we have to believe that and when we believe that we we we, we exude that right and I, can i just add and those are some brilliant points as well i think 
when you have confidence um, in what you're doing in your products, self-belief in, in what that you can do it, you'll show up much differently. So the reframing of the mind is an essential piece. But I think also something that a lot of women in particular are slightly, let's say, feeling awkward about is going live as an example, or even just putting something online and getting feedback on it. So for example, when you post an event, you might use an option to remove all of the comments or only allow comments by admin, right? I don't know if you've ever seen that. When you create a live event, as an example, you've got that option. Some people won't post their event because they don't want people to add comments or to ask questions in the event. But how many of us actually knew about that feature? Also, if you're doing a live stream, if you're doing it for the first time, why not ask people to actually send messages via direct message whilst you're on the live? Because some people are distracted when they do lives. And the reason they don't want to go live again is because they can't take all of the questions being thrown at them. So again, a workaround would be to say, okay, I want to do a live, but I actually don't want to answer questions on the live. So I'm going to direct people to maybe a chatbot feature. So if you've got features like ManyChat, and there are many others, um, you can actually ask people to send you a message via direct message. If you're on if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you could even get them to put an emoji in the chat or via direct message. And, and via direct message, they'll get an automated response. So then you don't have to worry about answering questions. Oh, um, I love that hack. And actually, I'm so glad you mentioned ManyChat because in the 2020 trends that we um, put out, the chatbot feature was a huge, uh, that, was, that was coming, it was coming. And yes. then it really didn't take off in 2020. But yeah. it did start to find its way in 2021. There were some huge issues around European uh, communication laws that prevented right. European people to be able to use it, which technically we fall under Europe in the technical world. Mm -hmm. So um, we had some major issues with whether or not we could use it, how we could use it, et cetera. But we did set up mini chat for Tech Pixies, and that's been great because we were able to set it up in a way that um, we could identify, is this someone who needs support? Is this someone that wants to know about our programs? And we could very quickly point them in the right direction. And it meant that we could capture a support form. We ended up having mini chat go to a support form that people could fill out that goes directly into our inbox. And we could just hit reply and reply back. Mm -hmm. And that way we're not missing the, the conversation. You know, we don't miss the chat conversation. But that mini chat's not very expensive and it's yeah. very useful. Yeah, definitely. And I've like you, I mean, I, I, I do uh, the annual predictions and many chat was on my radar along with uh, virtual reality and, you know, the intelligence, et cetera. That was all there predicted. And we're only seeing more of that now. But yeah. definitely, I mean, I'm not endorsed by them. I'm not endorsing the product and I'm not paid by them to say this, but I've used many chats, still use it on my pages. And I definitely recommend it. And there are so many features on it. Um, that you can use now and you know you can integrate it with other platforms as well so i definitely would recommend that but with live streaming or if people do feel that they don't want to answer questions direct them to something like many chat you know and there are other versions of many chat as well and, and when we say we're you're directing many chat what you're basically saying is directing to your messenger yes. and then the yeah. mini chat takes over and you can yeah. create like a you know a basically an automatic way to communicate with someone where they can select options yes or no and they can go down, uh, you know, whatever rabbit hole you want to create, but that works yeah. for them. And yeah. I, I think you're right. It's such a great feature. But I also love your idea of having people just stick an emoji in the DM and then get an auto response or yes. and you can change that auto response every time you go live if you want to. That's such a great idea because I know some, some of people do get overwhelmed with questions that come on the live. Yeah, um, that's one of the biggest things, actually. 
um, Joy, that I know that when I speak, when I because you know I do lives quite a lot on my platforms, and normally when I ask people, we engage on the live because I, I actually like the questions back and forth thing, but some people don't, and so I do recommend that if that's you, if you're watching today and you're a little bit, um, I guess. Um, anxious about going live and answering questions live not because you don't know your stuff but maybe because you don't yet feel competent in doing that then I would definitely recommend directing people to a function such as uh, many chat or an alternative because if it's integrated correctly with your Facebook or your Instagram it actually takes away a lot of the work it's a much more efficient way of you doing business and it's actually ideal if you are a solopreneur um, without a huge team so yeah I would definitely recommend it so we know the rise of TikTok and Clubhouse the last year or so, um, as well as the uh, long-term impact of YouTube. I think people who've been on YouTube for a long time are really benefiting from that right now. Yes. Um, is Facebook worth going on? Is it worth our time? Is it worth our effort? I mean, it feels like a lot of people are leaving. It feels like uh, it's going to an older generation. It feels like the younger people aren't going on to it. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely think that, well, statistically, it's shown that the older kind of, you know, 45 plus, I think is, is the last stat that I saw. Um, but I know that depending on, you know, what your product is or even where you prefer to be, it's totally up to you. Because if your audience are within, you know, the, the, this platform, then it would make sense to be here. However, if you don't like Facebook for various reasons, then, you know, leave. However, I would say that be patient with it. A lot of entrepreneurs will start using Facebook business page. They'll post like six times. They'll get, you know, their, their connections on Facebook business page and won't interact. So they'll get really put off by that. But the thing is, it's about being consistent. As you said, it is about posting consistently over seven weeks rather than just posting for seven days and ghosting, which was, I think was the example you use. So what I always say to clients is at the moment, I'm working with an author and a coach. And um, the, the, the advice I've given is, okay, your, your page was quiet before, but let's actually do something to revive it. Let's show your face. Let's make sure we've got a giveaway. You know, let's make sure that we've engaged with some of those people that are on your page. If they're in business, engage on their pages or tag them into posts, you know, with, I think we've got a new tagline. Don't post and ghost. Yeah, definitely. Don't post and ghost. So just look at your analytics and make informed decisions. If you haven't posted for ages on your Facebook business page, don't give up yet. I would definitely say, have a go at it for at least eight to 12 weeks, but you've got to do it consistently before you decide to jump ship. All right. Okay, let's, talk about, let's talk about frequency uh, because I, I think it's very interesting. I remember, some, you know, early days, there were people in the space that were saying you got to post multiple times per day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with your analytics. We found that actually posting and then giving it a couple days and then posting and then giving it a couple days and I like to call it percolating. You know, you put your content out there and you let it percolate. In fact, over Christmas, and this is more of an Instagram thing than a Facebook thing, but we put up a, a video and then there was sort of a break between, it wasn't a massive break, but maybe four days, which is a little bit longer than we would normally do or five days. And suddenly that video had like a thousand views, which is way more than our normal viewpoint. And it's, yeah. it's, it's that concept of, you know, um, Facebook does not require, I don't know what you think about this, but I don't think Facebook requires daily posting. I think Facebook requires consistent posting, but I think you can get away with uh, two to three posts a week at the moment and still have, have a really good result. Definitely. I agree with you on that. I mean, um, just recently I did a complimentary webinar and just for the purpose of the webinar, I posted lots and lots and lots because what I know is, as I said earlier, 
Sometimes people won't engage and sometimes they will not like or comment, but they are looking at the post. And you can see that if you're a bit of a data geek like me, if you look at the back end at your insights or your analytics, you'll see what posts people have actually engaged on, but they may not have clicked, right? They may not have clicked like on your video, but they may have viewed it. So always look at your analytics. And so what I did was a little test. I'm always running tests. Right now I'm doing some testing over on YouTube. But what I did was I posted uh, I think on some occasions, twice or three times a day. And I made sure I made a note. I documented where we were getting more of the traction. And you're right, because if you post, I think if there's a gap in between, and even on Instagram, this is why I say to my clients that I work with for social media, you've got to look at your analytics. If your analytics show you that you're getting good engagement on Facebook every day, then continue to do what works. But actually, if you test it to see that, by posting, let's say, on Monday and then again on Wednesday and maybe Friday and maybe Sunday evening, if you get a better result there, then stick to that rhythm, you know. But you've got to be able to adapt and also you've got to have an agile marketing mindset because otherwise, if you're just stuck in your ways, you know, you may not see any change at all. And, and I'm someone that definitely does encourage changing something that's not working. So, yeah, I would definitely agree. If you see that the stats are showing that, you know, you get much bigger result when you leave a gap, then it would make sense to, to make an informed decision and um, leave a gap. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I think you're you're spot on. You've got to look at your analytics. And so many people just don't. And, you know, I say uh, I say it's important to capture your screenshots once a month. Um, and so at the end of the month, you just kept we have a, a document where we show people how to capture their screenshots, capture all their key information, because it's hard to go back and get that information later. And then downloading is quite complicated because you get all this, you know, num all these numbers and you got to sort them out. But what we what we say is just screenshot your and your analytics, especially with Facebook, because they're nice to get this nice insights page screenshot it every month plug the key numbers into a spreadsheet, and then that will over time show you how things are going. But also look at that posts insight section. Yeah. Um, you can toggle between the raw numbers and the engagement numbers, there's a little toggle there. And that gives you that can that gives you an instant look at your last, you know, 10 to 30 posts, depending on whether or not you see more, gives you your insight and you can see which posts are getting 13 to 21 to you know, 40% engagement if you're that lucky. Uh, and then, you know, you can also see which ones are doing one or two or 3% engagement. And I think that makes a huge difference because like you said, it's it's what's working versus what's not working. Do more of what's working, do less of what's not working, but make informed decisions. And like you said, play, you know, try yeah. different times and do different things. I mean, we know that if we do a six o'clock post on a Friday night, it's going to totally flop. Yeah. But if we do a, uh, you know, a post at certain times for us, which are tend to be around 10 a.m. or 8 p.m., where, you know, the if people have children, not everyone who comes through Protectixies has children, but a lot of our audience does, those times tend to work. And we know what days tend to work a little bit better now, too. Yeah. And also we know that sometimes a little fun weekend post goes a long way. So, you know, it's, uh, and, and, and speaking of weekend posts, I mean, one of the things that we don't do at Tech Pixies is, you know, I do the weekend Instagram post and I do it sort of as I come up with an idea. That's our one major sporadic post of whatever I feel like is inspiring me to inspire everyone else. Mm -hmm. But the rest of our team, all the posts go out Monday through Friday and we we don't post on the weekend. So our team doesn't have to respond on the weekend. And that's also, you know, you also get to choose how you want to leverage the networks, not just how you think everyone else wants you to leverage the networks. Definitely. Can I just add two quick points to that? So on yeah. that, right, on business pages, a lot of people don't know this either. You can turn on and off your availability for messaging and we've got to have boundaries, right? And so I love that what you just said there. So if you have a business that, you know, 
maybe you've got children. I've got four children, by the way. And although two of them are really big kids, they are still my babies. And I like to be able to do things with them and switch off. So on one of my pages, I don't actually take direct messages at all. I direct people to my website chat feature, which is then integrated with an you know, an automatic response from me. And it is me. It's not, you know, someone somewhere else across the other side of the world. It's actually me responding. But you have to do what works for you. And I love the idea about, you know, having that sporadic post. I love it because it just makes it more authentic. But when you think about Facebook and for many of us this year, 2022, you know, I mentioned about e-commerce being quite a big thing. Whether you've got a physical tangible product or you have a course, one of the things I think a lot more of us need to be aware of is this thing about video. So whether you do live video or whether you do pre-recorded video, just be mindful of your stats and be mindful that actually when you post a video, you can prompt people and direct them to your messaging, which is then integrated with chatbot, which then takes away all of the frequently asked questions and all that stuff. And um, just another relevant point about that quickly, if you're doing live video and you're looking at analytics, you can actually see you know, whether or not people are interacting. And again, as I said, they may not click like or comment, but your viewing numbers are important when you're looking at your stats as well. So I would definitely encourage people to consider that for things like live shopping. If the shops close now, if there's, a, if there's a major pandemic, you know, if you can't get to that expo or exhibition, there is the option to have a live shopping event, which some of my clients did over Christmas because they either couldn't get a stall or, you know, they, they weren't able to afford to travel the other side of the UK to go and set up in Scotland, you know, live shopping, messaging, you know, making sure you're integrating what you're doing, but also making sure you're looking at your analytics will we'll set a lot of us further ahead than those of us that aren't doing those things. I love that. And that's a simple thing people can do. I mean, that's so simple. Post, don't ghost and look at your analytics and look yep. at them regularly and make wise decisions about what you're going to post and don't feel like you got to post all the time i think we've got some real clarity on that as well yes. and if you are in the e-commerce space leverage the shopping options and the live events even for the shop even for e-commerce which is great yes. um so uh, susan's listening she's here with us today she says love this advice well thank you susan thank for being with us today we love having live audience and if you are listening to this on replay or watching this on replay you can always join us live uh when we when we film it on our facebook page we also film it on our youtube page and our linkedin page and actually um what i would suggest is that if you do like the lives and you like being here for the real action go to uh, youtube.com forward slash tech pixies and subscribe and every time we go live it'll send you notifications so you can come and actually join us and you'll never miss a live if that's something that you're interested in V, I want to say thank you so much. We are delighted that you're going to be coaching our VIP group next week in Facebook. Um, just in case anybody wants to know a little bit more about you, uh, do you have two minutes to just give us your backstory and help inform our VIPs of who they're about ready to learn from? Yeah, and definitely. I mean, I've been doing social media now from before the days that people even believed in it. So um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those platforms, I help people to get started on them. Um, I'm delighted that I'm going to be working with Text Pixies to help um, you lovely ladies to actually move forward with your Facebook pages. And me personally, I started my business on just £100 um, over nine years ago. And when I started, I used platforms like Facebook and the others that were there at the time, Instagram and LinkedIn, to really push my brand online because I didn't have a big budget. As you can imagine, £100 doesn't go very far. And I used £100, well, £90 of it, to build my website. So what I can bring to the table in terms of knowledge and awareness is 
how to use tools such as Facebook to actually elevate your brand and also monetize it, which is what I did successfully. So I have online courses, I do online events, I do lives where I sell through my lives. And of course, I do know quite a bit about how to get the most out of your page and be visible as a business page, which is what a lot of you do not necessarily uh, utilize. It's the visibility aspect. So yes, you are posting on Facebook because you want to, you know, sell and you want to engage and you want to attract new people. But let's not forget that as a Facebook business page, you can join groups and you can also interact on other people's pages as well. So I'm really looking forward to sharing all my knowledge on that. Um, I've been in the industry for 26 years, 26 years. Would you really, do I look old enough, Joy? No, you don't flatter me so 26 plus years is, is this year and prior to starting my own business i actually worked with you know global telecom giants um national health service the uk's biggest um healthcare provider as well as some other very well-known organizations all of which is on my website insighttomarketing.com and i am the author of a planner so if you're stuck on content marketing or anything like that um i've got a 2022 planner you can order it right now um on my website oh, we are gonna we are so putting that into our email when we send this out i am very excited about that um planners are you know i'm a i'm a full focus planner girl myself um and i live and breathe by it but thank you so much. I don't. I, I. I cannot wait to put that in the email, and I cannot wait to have you uh, present to our students and connect with our students. I'm so excited. I'm t and I'm really curious. What did you spend the other ten pounds on? Um, do you know what? I can't remember. And 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 I've got two children that are like nine and, and six now, so it's probably biscuits or or milk or something <laughs> to keep them occupied while you had your first client meeting. Yes, because I used to carry them everywhere. Honestly, people still remember. Um, me with the buggy doing my events. Yes, it's it. I started from the bottom quite literally. So yeah, um, the ten pounds probably spent on something for them. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Okay, and Sandrine says thanks a lot. Very informative. And Eileen says cannot wait for your next presentation. Well, we are so delighted. Thank you for your time today, and we look forward to getting to know you even more. And cannot wait to uh, spend more time with you. No worries. Thanks a lot. See you, everyone. Take care.